You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to the Drive Time Show again here at Voice of Islam uh, radio station. Uh, as always, uh, we bring you two um, very important topics. Uh, in the first hour, we will be discussing, uh, sp- uh, you know, uh, sports and uh, what it, what role it plays uh, in our lives. Uh, you know, especially with regards to uh, the summer sports and a lot. There's there's a lot been going on. Wimbledon, cricket, Commonwealth Games, and 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 of course, we can't forget the Wimbledon Euros. You know, uh, we brought it home. <laughs> yeah. um, and in the second hour, we will be um, uh, dis- discussing another uh, very, you know important topic and that is to do with determination and basically never giving up um, with this short introduction I would like to in- introduce uh, my two fellow uh, co-presenters uh, we have uh, Fahim Nasir uh, brother Fahim Nasir who's joined us today Assalamualaikum and we have someone who's an elder <laughs> who's uh, you know um, doesn't need any introduction at all we we always present uh, together you know yeah, um, you make me sign, sound Zartish. very old. Yeah, <laughs> not, you're not really old, are you? Uh, we have Safiz Zartish, who's a senior here. So, um, the topic we're discussing is, um, you know, sports. And, um, you know, we know that with the huge summer of sports, Wimbledon, let's say cricket, uh, as well as Commonwealth Games and the Euros, uh, you know, have, uh, how have, you know, we been inspired to actually take up sports? Well, we have the World Cup in, in oh, December yeah. as well. We're looking forward to yeah. it. Um, Get that extra we've been close. I mean, look, looking at the England teams, you know, the Euros, and and we performed really well. But it's just, I think it's 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 it's, it's the pressure yeah. that's that's you know that that's got to us, especially yeah. in the penalties. And but hopefully this time, you know, we've got yeah. the team for it. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I, I mean, in the, in the final last last the mm-hmm. last time, I mean, it was it was very intense. But obviously, yeah, the the women's game showed us like. You know how how it needs to be done. Even in, mm. uh, I mean, in in those moments, you just need to take your chances. And um, mm. and I think for for the for the whole of the UK, it was really like you know, mm. this is a moment where we've gone that step forward now. So yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. for men's team as well, they will look Absolutely. look look to that and uh, get inspired. Absolutely, I mean, sports generally requires dedication and commitment. You know, to succeed. Uh, you know, competitively speaking, of course. Um, the Holy Prophet uh, Muhammad may, may may Allah be pleased with him. We often speak about how he was, you know, the <coughs> Rahmatullah Alameen, you know, the Mazif of mankind, and also Uswatan Hassan was, you know, the the best of example for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, we know from his life um, that he wasn't just a religious man. He wasn't just a a a, a religious leader, a prophet. But we also find, you know, on numerous occasions, incidents where he took part in, let's say, sports, or you know, he took part in physical activity. And when we speaking of physical activity, especially at the time, um, you know, the mode of transport being riding horses and you know camels mm-hmm. and stuff, riding a horse is a sport in itself. Yeah. You know, those of you who have, uh, I don't know, Safir and I, I think we've been to Islamabad, Tilford, where you know there used to be this um, training, you know, happening uh, there. And I swear to God, uh-huh. man, 
one session of that and you would know that uh, it's not it's not it's not a joke yeah it's it's not easy um, at all <clears throat> so obviously as you mentioned at that time taking part in these um these exercises whether it was camel riding or horse riding mm. and the prophet even used to walk and and the arabs at that time the muslims they used to walk long distances yes. in the desert uh with little or no water at times and uh, just imagine that uh, under the you know mm. full blazing sun Honestly, so yeah i i can really agree with that cuz um i went to cave hira and you know he used to go there quite regularly and seeing that walk now there's that now there's yeah. a path did right? you go i went, I went oh out uh, and honestly it's i was struggling and it, there's a path and imagine yeah. that he was doing that regularly on mm. like you know with with none of this like already built there it's yeah. incredible mm. to see well you you're lucky that you've you've seen that and uh, mm. that's something that everybody who goes to mecca and mm. sees and experiences um, that you know that climb to to mount uh, on on yeah, yeah. um kevira mm. where the holy prophet used to go and worship i mean that was so um, strenuous um uh, and, and difficult mm-hmm. um but of course as as you mentioned rahil uh, we we started off with talking i think mostly about football but we're talking about sports in general and mm. sport mm. means any anything any exercise anything that you mm. you would like to do whether it's walking whether it's running whether it's hiking climbing you know uh, yep, no swimming mm. cycling whatever sports is is something that is really really good for your health um yes. and and for your mind as well Absolutely. um and and of course as you mentioned um it's it's part of our religious um you know um belief as well that we should look after our um, our physical side our bodies Absolutely. that Allah the Almighty has given us it's like a trust from God and Absolutely. if we misuse it and just sorry to say i mean let it go in terms of that you mm. know you you don't look after your Absolutely. weight and all that then of course then that is uh, something that's uh, you know that's uh, that that's that's a uh, you know breach of trust to that body that god has given us absolutely someone recently said to me that mm-hmm. um you only get one body mm. so treat it right and, and that really hit me because it's like you know when mm. you get a new car right or something you you look after it and mm. you, it's the same thing with your body you mm. can't go get it fixed really like you know mm-hmm. you can't go exchange it for another one mm. you only get one yeah. absolutely i mean we look into the you know the holy quran and the examples of these holy men um and a lot of the times we're speaking about you know different virtues and you know different aspects of their life and we don't we kind of forget how you know physical physically active these people were and you know in the of course you you're referring to and alluding to the emphasis that Islam places on taking care of yourself mm. um, you know there's a hadith of the holy prophet uh, peace be upon him where he says al mu'minu al qawiyyu khayrun wa ahabbu ilallahi min al mu'min al dhaif he says that you know a a, a strong believer uh it's is better and and it's more beloved in the sight of Allah than a weak believer. Mm. So what does that actually tell you? I mean of course um just to ex- explain that further on we have examples in the Holy Quran of people were that were disabled or you know physically they weren't able to uh go on to these expeditions and Allah says they have the same reward as those that actually went on it because of the intention that they had. We're yeah. not talking about that. We're talking about uh, two believers that both have the same capacity to take care of themselves yeah. and one doesn't and one does, mm. right? And that way and you have examples of these holy men standing one third of the night or two third of the night. Mm. You know be, being able to just wake up for tahajjud how big of a challenge that is for us, you know, and this um in this uh generation. Yeah. So that puts into perspective um you know from the Islamic point of view as well. 
And from the life of the Holy Prophet, we see that, uh, you know, uh, also the example of as a Musa, salam, Moses in the Holy Quran, you know, uh, <laughs> How strong this ind- individual was! Oh yeah, right. We, we, we know that. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. He, uh, you know, and we we know that that incident that led led to some individuals' death. Of course, he was uh, not something that w- he was praised for for that in- incident. But well, later, that self defense, self defense yeah. that you know he had to do, and then he had to travel then for you know and, and work for ten years or so, you know, eight or so years, and then come back. Yeah. So and these Prophet ex- Jesus as well. Prophet yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. as well. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, look, he he was uh, tortured, um, you know. Uh, bled so much and and mm. obviously the whole um, process of crucifixion mm. uh, if you're not a healthy fit man yeah. uh, you will not be able to to you know undergo such uh, such torture um, uh, of course you know um, main thing was that he was saved by Allah the Almighty but again it shows that after he recovered very quickly mm. you know within a few days as far as uh, you know we believe uh, uh, according to the Ahmadiyya Muslim communities believe that he recovered and then went on a very very long journey mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. Um, you know um, thousands of miles where he uh, went to the lost uh, tribes of Israel and that was you know mostly on foot um, yeah there was so no cars then <laughs> <laughs> so there was no cars no aeroplanes so so again it shows us that the prophets also you know they um, they 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 took care of this element as well and um especially nowadays where we have modern uh, means of transport for him as you mentioned you know cars uh, trains it's so easy to get a little bit lazy um mm. and um i think that's the challenge uh, of today's uh, you know lifestyle is that how do we make sure that we uh, maintain our physical health you know uh, maybe it could be small steps uh, it could be small steps such as if you need to go to the shop you, you know it's, it's a 15 minute walk maybe so mm. let's do that walk rather than driving so <laughs> just yeah. simple things like Cause, that because sports i think is is a great way of of actually keeping yourself healthy because you know to, to start saying oh i'm going to do x amount of steps right if you have no purpose to go anywhere and you have to just go out for a walk it's a lot harder than yeah. oh i have to go and play football with my friends or mm. i'm going to go play tennis that or cycle always, that it's always happens easier. to me i swear you know playing football and you know you, you're wearing this what you receive you, you've run like uh, let's say three miles or so like Mm. Or five kilometers, right? You tell me to go for a run for a mile. I, I, I just won't do it. Yeah. It's just, it's just perspective. And you know, when you're playing football, psychologically, you're, you're, you're more focused on, let's yeah. say, scoring a goal or doing a certain skill mm. or moving in a certain way, right? So it tells you, you know. Uh, and I think there's di- different ways, as you're, you know, you're yeah. saying. It's, no, this is, it's it, that's the advantage of sport, I think, and you know, that's it's there's not. And there's so many sports out there. I exactly. mean, everybody yeah. can find some sort of an interest. Something that they enjoy, something yeah. that will motivate them to do it. I mean, mm. look for for you, football. Maybe you know, for somebody else, uh, people might be yeah, yeah bad, badminton. People yeah. might be just enjoying going for a walk as well mm, or run. No some people are hiking. highly motivated. Yeah, people do hiking. They are motivated yeah. to do that yeah, um, yeah. Uh, to to just go solo, you know, mm. to Absolutely. do something on their own. So. It's just important to to put that in our you know daily routine um, and not neglect it because with the uh, you know the, with the with the daily lifestyle where there's you know people spending so much time at work uh, sitting behind the desks you know um, it can get neglected but it's important yeah, absolutely even if it means that you take your family out and just go for a walk in the park yeah have you have you seen one of these new treadmills now where uh, <laughs> where, where people uh, you know you've got these desks. under the desk people yeah. are basically doing their ten thousand or twenty thousand steps you've got you know, sitting on desk. a chair sitting on uh, no standing on uh, basically okay. walking yeah. on a treadmill and they've got a table and they're working. 
Oh really? <laughs> so, I was like, it's quite interesting, isn't it? I'm gonna be honest. I've I've <laughs> looked into it. Like, shall I, we I shall we try to get one here for for the students? <laughs> I'll, I'll come and work here. No, because I, I was like, th- there's been times where I'm sitting at my home, uh, yeah, yeah. In, at my desk, and not being able to get up for four or five hours because I'm just in back to back meetings. So I can see the appeal, mm. and I can see like you know, you know, while you're there standing and uh, standing desks. Um, there's been days where you know I've tried to use them at work, and mm. it honestly just makes you feel more active and less mm. lethargic throughout. I the think day. we've just—I'll be honest with you, man. From my perspective, mm. uh, my might be a bit different. We've kind of gone away from the the original stuff and the basic stuff, yeah. right? Walking and all of these things. Um, and uh, I mean, we'll come back to that <laughs> and, and and discuss them all. But we do have on the line our first guest. Mm-hmm. We have. Shabao Shea, female, you know, uh, guest we have on on with us, who's a sports journalist from for for the, for the cycling magazine Velo News on board of cycling club for uh, I Love Men. Uh, with this uh, brief introduction, uh, Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Drive Time Show. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for joining us today. No, no worries. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Um, going straight to the questions, of course. Um, as a female sports journalist, how you know empowering has this summer been in terms of you know showcasing women in sports and their potential? Um, it's been hugely empowering um, watching kind of women being able to kind of perform on the world stage and kind of do do what they're doing best is. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing to see. Very interesting. Um, and also, I mean, how was uh, you know the Tour de France? Uh, you know, well, well, it was actually received both in person and by those you know reading magazines such as uh, Velo News. Yeah, the, the Tour de France um, was um, an incredible experience this year. Um, the, the first ever kind of edition of this women's Tour de France, um, and. Yeah, we didn't really know how it was going to be ex- like received by fans and mm-hmm. the, just the general public, but um, yeah, the response was amazing. Um, you know, the readership that we had was higher than like most of the big races that we have mm-hmm. throughout the season, um, and there was an amazing amount of fans on the side of the road as well. That's great, and so you you actually interviewed the races and. So, what what did you understand that they want to see from the future of the Tour de France event? Yeah, so I spoke to quite a few um, riders throughout the the eight days of the race, um, and largely they kind of loved what they had in that first year. But there's lots of things that they'd like to kind of see change over the next few years. Um, at the moment, it's only eight days, whereas the men's race is three weeks. So they'd like to see kind of more days added to it as you know time goes by. They'd also like to see a greater amount of prize money so that it's kind of equitable to the men's race as well. Um, and you know they'd like to see you know more um, big stages, more climbing stages, and um, you know some some time trials as well kind of thrown in. Um, but it's. It was a really good start, and I think the riders kind of liked what they kind of got this summer. Oh, that's great. And um, so, Steve, unlike the male peloton, the women riding the races are not necessarily all full-time professionals. So do you think more sponsorship is needed in female cycling, and how can that be achieved? 
Yeah, so as you're correct, um, a lot of the peloton in the, in the women's cycling side of the sport is still kind of working part-time, so they're not able to dedicate their full amount of time to, to training, whereas all of the men's peloton at the men's Tour de France are paid full-time riders. So obviously that is a, a big difference, you know, not being able to train to your maximum has an impact on how well you can perform mm-hmm. um, and yeah sponsorship is the kind of the key way of getting more money into the sport um, and I think the thing that most people want is just more television coverage television coverage is really key in um, promoting sponsors and bringing in new sponsors on the men's side of the sport the Tour de France is kind of the biggest advertisement for sponsors of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially the women's race will be the same for that. So, yeah, just increased television, more kind of consistent television coverage of races, which we have seen in the last few years, is probably the most important component of getting more sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And that increased sponsorship will hopefully then spread out to more riders and see a larger number of riders being able to race full-time and not have to have a part-time job to support their racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, what advice would you give to you know somebody sitting at home um, who wants to take up um, cycling um, more seriously? Um, is it is it an expensive sport? Is it a difficult sport? Uh, how would you, you know, um, motivate people? Yeah, it can be an expensive sport. Um, and I think sometimes when you see the top-end bikes and the equipment, it can be quite scary. But there are kind of lower-end, cheaper bikes that are kind of more accessible to, to people. Um, and so, yeah, I would kind of say go out, maybe source a bike that you can afford. Um, and then just try and try and ride as much as you can. Um, you know, you might not be comfortable riding on the road yet. So, you know, find a, a local track or a bike path that you might be able to kind of ride on and get more comfortable with. Um, and then also finding a, a local kind of club that looks after kind of your level of kind of ability is also key. Having people to, to ride with and kind of to, to you know discuss um mm-hmm. you know what what you would what you would like to know kind of you know how to kind of garner knowledge having having a cycling club mm-hmm. that you can kind of go to and ask these questions i think is is very important but also the social aspect of it is very important you know one of the things that people love about cycling is being able to go out with their friends and and you know, do this um, as a kind of a social thing as well as a, a sporting thing. Awesome, and that, that's some really great advice. Thank you so much for your time today, Saif. Um, it's really great to get an uh, opinion from a sports journalist who can really Thanks inspire us. Uh, thank you so much. And that was... Thank uh, you. Thank you, take care, bye. Um, and that was Saif, uh, a sports journalist for the cycling mag- magazine Velo News on and on the board of a cycling club for the Isle of Man. That was really insightful, right guys? Of course, of course. Um, I mean, there's always a discussion on, um, you know, the amount of, sp- you know, uh, support that men have, let's say, in, uh, especially in the viewership as well as, this, you know, support um, 
in their sports or overall funding and all of these things through sponsorship and stuff. And it's not the same with this, you know, the women's sports, right? And that, that, that that's a lot of time we, you know, we read online as well. Um, what's your take on that? Is it to do with the, um, you know, is, is it to do with the sponsorship that or the viewership that the men's sports have? Because the amount of people watch it is 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 a lot more than you know um, than the people that watch women's sports, or is or could you say there are there are other factors that could be there as well? I think one thing is that the viewership, of course, it's um, it's at the moment obviously larger, uh, but then obviously things do take uh, time as well. Yeah. Um, so, for example, with uh, with football, as you can see, that's uh, something that is perhaps changing a little bit um, yeah. with time. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, these things do take uh, take take time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably a, another kind of discussion of of you know how much emphasis should be where, whatever. Yeah. But I think generally, what we are talking about is the overall importance of sport, and it doesn't mean that you need to be on the TV or you need to be, yeah. you know in the exposure to do any sports mm-hmm. sports you know you can do yourself um at uh, at any time and if the aim is to do it for your health uh, yeah. and for your own well-being mm-hmm. then then that that is i think essentially the most important thing absolutely i mean talking of uh, you know large scale sports events uh, you know they they basically are a great motivator l- let's say uh, you know you uk nations combined got over 270 medals in Commonwealth Games, uh, England 176, Scotland 51, and Wales uh, 28, and Northern Ireland about 18. So, uh, I mean, England's women, uh, we, we were just speaking about that at, at the start of the program, won Euros beating Germany 2 1. It couldn't be better than that, you know, beating Germany 2 mm-hmm. 1, um, bringing home the first trophy in 56 years. So, this, you know, puts into perspective and, and it encourages, you know, young girls to actually mm-hmm. go out and do sports and, uh, you know, um, and, and, and the message to our Muslim women, you know, listening to these this program is is that, um, you know, they shouldn't think that you know they are exempt from taking part in you know in any of these sports. His Holiness, mm. uh, you know, uh, her her Holiness as Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. And, and we find examples, you know, numerous examples. But this is one of the examples that we often come across is that she raced with the Holy Prophet peace be upon him on more than one occasion. Um, and, and and the emphasis is same within our community as well. Women take part in literally, you know, every, uh, you know, um, profession, and uh, yeah. you know, and and this is something that we need to excel in as yeah. well. Uh, because it's not just taking part. We've been told by His His Holiness the Caliph, Caliph of the Indian Muslim Community, to excel in these fields mm-hmm. beca- mm-hmm. because that, in a way, I mean, talking, going away from the to- topic a bit, but just to put into perspective, uh, not not glor- not glorifying any um, one. Uh, you know, sportsman, but someone, uh, someone with the name of Khabib. I don't know if you've come come mm-hmm. across it, uh, or Muhammad Salah. We say in Liverpool, the amount of Islamophobia went down. The percentage of it, we've, mm. you know, we've spoken about it. Mm. There are people out there in 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 the sports field, you know, that are are great example. Mm. You know, you see uh, how you know th- what their demeanor is and how they you know carry carry themselves. Yeah. So this serves as a great tool to actually propagate who you are or what, yeah. what, what you actually look stand i mean I, I was i was watching a, a video um of anthony joshua uh, mm. recently and um i think he's gonna fight this weekend or something like yeah. that um and he he really casually mentioned that um that during his his training camp yeah the training goes on quite late in the evening and he, he mentioned that uh um sometimes four o'clock in the morning yeah um some people in the camp 
they're, they're Muslims. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not sure if he was Muslim himself, but uh, mm-hmm. but but he said that you know I I I started hearing the adhan or the call for prayers at, yeah. at four o'clock. Some people on their phones or whatever and speakers, and mm. he um, I think he's 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 training in Saudi Arabia, isn't it? Because yeah, yes, the fight yeah, yeah. is going to be there. Mm. Yeah. So so it must have been that he said it's speakers and uh, loudly, and he said you know I thought you know. I should also pray and he said mm-hmm. he prayed as well and he said he felt so good he felt mm-hmm. that he was getting closer to God mm-hmm. um and he said uh, you know that this this has been a great experience so I just again obviously yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's something that shows that um you know uh, sport can also um, you know remove those barriers that absolutely. are between people and absolutely. if there's any yeah absolutely yes with that we're going we'll, we'll be going to our next guest uh, we have on the line Ian Coleman um who's a chairman of uh Boston Football Club uh, cricket club apologies um uh, assalamu alaikum may peace and blessings of god be upon you and welcome to the drive time show thank you uh good afternoon thank you so much for joining us so um we're speaking to the chairman of uh Boston cricket club what is uh the demographic of your area uh the area in which this uh, you know club is and do your members actually reflect uh, uh you know uh, that demographic um yeah, I think we do very well on the uh, demographic side of things. Uh, I think Medway, 2.5% of the local population are uh, Southeast Asian. So, I mean, how far would you would you then agree that cricket is too, you know, outdated to attract young players? Uh, I wouldn't agree with that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Karina's game has always got a very long uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have around about 65 young players under the age of 17. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, keep... Um, mm-hmm. We've got lots of cricket going on on a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of age groups, under 10, 11, 13s, 15s, 16s and 17s. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, just, um, so just, yes, we've, mm-hmm. uh, we attract uh, a lot of kids from all sorts of backgrounds into uh, into our club mm-hmm, very interesting and do I mean in terms of uh, you know attracting younger generation towards cricket um, you know especially looking at the Eng- England team team you know the uh, the amount of diversity we have uh, you know we have most Muslim players that they are you know that are playing uh, you know as well as others um, I mean what is it you know in, in terms of when you're speaking about the, the cricket club uh, what what is it you try to instill in these young players you know that come in because that I think paves the way for who they actually become in the future. Yeah, I can agree with that more. I think what we try and instill them is a is a sense of fun and camaraderie mm-hmm. across whatever demographic you come from. Um, Ian, another question, obviously regarding the format of uh, cricket matches. Of course, you know there's, there's been a lot of debate and discussion about the, the format of Test cricket, for example, which can gone for quite long over days there's a lot of um, you know focus on on short format cricket maybe you know 2020s or um, um, you know uh, limited overs do you think that is most more appealing for for viewers as well people who are viewing uh, matches and and also those who are playing I think the T20 competition really has been around for a very long time we've always played 20 cricket for our youth sides so they only play 20 over cricket mm-hmm. up until the age of 17. Um, mm. So yes, you're right. That 
keeps them involved and interactive in the game. And then we try to open that up to them for 40 over cricket um, as we think they're um, going to be capable of playing it. The 100 competition at the moment, I think that's a, a great window into the sport. Um, it has a little bit so much razzmatazz for mm-hmm. my liking. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're a member of the non-playing cricket public, um, that's something that's going to appeal to you because it is it is quick. Um, it's got lots of action going on. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the cricket shots that are played are probably uh, not quite the MCC coaching manual, mm-hmm. although that's changing on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you that. I mean, in terms of... Now you've got T10 now going on as well. After, you know, T20 was... Uh, you know, it's, I mean, personally speaking as well, uh, the amount of time people have to watch, uh, you know, let's say test cricket, uh, you know, takes days to, you know, for you to sit there. And, you know, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're playing, I mean, there's one side that's saying, you know, basic, that's basically the T20 and the T10 is ruining cricket. You know, where, you know where they, where people, you know, the, the young generation basically just wants to get out of there and just get out there and just, just basically smash every ball for six. And they don't, you know. And um, so, what would you say on that? Do you agree with that? Do you do you, do you think that T10 and T20 cricket is is in a way destroying cricket? Um, you know, talking of the original cricket in terms of tests and you know uh, ODIs. They're almost two separate games. Mm-hmm. In that uh, T10 and T20 cricket is about smashing the ball as much as possible, not scoring as many runs in as short space of time as mm-hmm. possible. Um, you couldn't play that way in a test match. It, it would literally be over within the day um, just because you can adjust fields uh, accordingly to make sure that uh, the batsmen are not scoring that many runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't do that in limited average cricket. Um, yeah. So I think you've you've got to take those two, two things almost as separate identities. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of the England players that play T20 cricket uh, probably won't be going to run out on the test side. Mm. People like Liam Livingston, for one, um, he's got a way of approaching the game, which is basically smash the ball to all parts, which is fantastic to watch for the... Uh, he's amazing. I've seen, it. I've, I've seen him play in person. He's, he's, he's actually brilliant. Uh, yes, now he is. Nottingham, I was there, the, the, you know, the previous Pakistan versus uh, England series. And this was probably yes. the, the only match we won, and it, it was basically him getting out uh, on a very odd ball. Um, but he was he was putting the ball every <laughs> everywhere you can think about it. He was untouchable. That guy. And we were yeah, just there playing. Sure the, crash helmet in the, uh, in the crowd. Yeah, yeah we we're just thinking he get, he gets out, and then you know, uh, hopefully we can win the game. But it was, it, I think he went to the last ball or some, something. It was a very close game. But yeah, um, interesting. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, and giving insight into uh, the, you know, the work you do with with uh, with young kids, and 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 we hope the best for you uh, and for your club. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. 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 Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. We only have about we got enough time. Thirty minutes to go. So <laughs> <laughs> if anyone else wants to, uh, you know, give in their yeah. come in, come in and give their perspective. Talking about cricket. Uh, I love cricket, man. Uh, we, 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 really? we, 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 part of the Jammer team. No, Have no, you ever played? I was never selected. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that, or maybe I wasn't good enough. But look, um, talking po- about politics, politics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> talking about cricket, uh, we we have actually over um, I think the last five six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a contact with uh, with mm-hmm. my uh, 
my uh, a local church um an indian um uh, uh priest uh, who um who who's quite into cricket as well so mm. when we came to become friends we 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 uh, we thought about you know starting a uh, like a cricket match once a year between the mosque and the church mm. and uh, mm. we've been doing that for a few years now oh, nice. so now this coming sunday we have our next oh, i mean this year's cricket match between the the mosque in gillingham in kent and the st mark's church uh, of gillingham so so it's quite nice um, not only is the sport aspect you know mm. interesting because you get to play and enjoy the game of cricket but also i think because you know the both communities come together and that that has been a way for you know our mosque to get closer to the church and the church getting closer to us and mm. it just build those those friendships absolutely which again um is, is really nice mm. absolutely where are we going from here then i mean we've spoken about football we've spoken about cricket anyone into boxing <laughs> <laughs> well, i think do we want to discuss like have have people felt inspired from sport this mm-hmm. year the continued you know sport that's going to come in this in the christmas time yeah, and yeah. um premier league just started exactly man united is <laughs> but are you, are you, i've I, often heard like you yeah, know yeah. people saying that it's quite difficult to get into like the premier league like uh, um i saw that there's a mm-hmm. british muslim right uh or british half pakistani half um iraqi man united player now okay. um Sedan Iqbal yeah, I think yeah, I'm yeah. right yeah and uh, so like great good player good player right and the the thing is that I think there's a lot of like people say there's quite a lot of barriers to to taking up sport um like what do what do you guys think um for me I think it's it's always going to be difficult you need to mm. really dedicate a big portion of your life to to go Look, that far right I mm. think I think to be honest with you the amount of competition that's there I don't know what it was. They were saying like 2% of players actually make it. Yeah, no football mm. is is so, very difficult. So, yeah. think about it. If out of, you know, out of the 100%, 2% make it mm. or, or or let's say 5 or whatever. I don't know the exact percentage but it was very low, very mm. low compared mm. to compared to how many of actually us are actually trying from the uh from the you know f- from the um, from our, you know, Indian Indo-Pakistan yeah. uh, back background. Yeah. So that 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 tells you as well you know mm. if enough people actually try then you know someone like zeran ikbal or, or you know, but but i think there are people that that's that's why we are seeing now yeah. some of these young players coming in um from different uh, minorities uh, mm-hmm. and minority uh, communities so that that's really good mm-hmm. and i think at the end of the day i mean whatever sports um that people are interested in whether they become professional or not the, the main thing is if you enjoy something then yeah. you know you know make a habit and that will improve um the your life it will mm-hmm. improve your productivity as well mm. i think with with my personal uh, experience and and of course you guys obviously have that experience too is that you you see that you you are able to to do more when you when you look after your health and when mm. you Absolutely. when you when you your concentration and everything just improves yeah. yeah obviously your blood circulation is <coughs> improving so it's going to help you and that's why you know uh when we used to study in jamia and in the mm. uh, jamia ahmadiyya the institution of modern technology uh theology sorry um we used to do sports every day yeah. um and that was part of uh, part of the curriculum. you know the curriculum mm. because uh, it's so important and and it helped two hours of even even in exam times do you remember <laughs> <laughs> even in exam times i mean where you know we had two or three days to pr- two two days or, or or a day in between to prepare yeah 
for an exam you needed yeah, that yeah, the, you know the mental side of the mental side 100%. of uh, the pressure mm. to to relieve that pressure you need to have some sort of exercise and that goes with with everything you know people studying people working um you know they they need to do some kind of exercise some kind of sports to to keep them mentally um, healthy as well there's, there's a huge aspect of exercise and mental health that we have discussed before as well yep. and i don't know maybe we'll discuss that later yeah we will discuss it now um i mean exercise uh, you know basically yeah. um you know helps us with you know uh, you know decrease in feeling of de- depression anxiety and stress and all, all all of that but we we'll, we'll discuss that further of course but we do have on the line our next guest we have uh, gilly hansen who is a charity cyclist and runner uh, assalamu alaikum may peace and blessings of god be upon you and welcome to the drive time show thank you very much thank you so much for joining us um you've used sports uh you know to raise money for charity um how I many have. Yes that's 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 a great uh initiative and that's a great act. How many charities uh have you actually supported? Um I've done the Down Syndrome Association, the Spinal Injuries Association, St Giles Hospice, uh the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham, but my main one which I've stuck with is the Alzheimer's Society. Mhm very interesting. Mm. And um what got you you know starting with this fundraising? Um I was looking for a challenge. Mm-hmm. And and I was sat looking at the computer one day mm-hmm. and I thought I'm going to do the 100 kilometer wall of China walk mm. with the Alzheimer's societies. And I I carried on and did that and then I transferred to cycling mm-hmm. with the help of my husband who was very supportive. um and then tried road riding and loved it interesting that's very very good um i mean those of us who want to let's say get involved how much you know preparation do you have to put in you know before you do something like the london to paris bike ride right well the london to paris uh, bike ride usually is done over 4 days um i had just retired from teaching so i had a little bit of time to do more prep work but it was quite daunting because i put my name down and didn't know anybody doing it anyway i cracked on um and i was doing two short rides a week of about 20 miles and then you needed to do a long one something like 62 miles mm-hmm. people don't necessarily do all of that but that was what i felt i needed to be able to achieve so i felt comfortable and i had an old turbo in the garage uh, with a bike on it and a skipping rope and i just kept using that each day. Hmm. It's pretty good training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That it's 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 a uh, astonishing distance isn't it to to do on a bike. Uh yes. quite amazing. And and you must have felt really um uh, you know um accomplished. Yeah, accomplished when you when you finished that. I did. Uh, there was a, a wonderful feeling of exhilaration of, of um a feeling of accomplishment, but just generally uh, grateful to be alive and healthy. It was just a fabulous feeling and of comradeship with other riders who I'd got to know as I went along. Right. Uh, so four days of cycling then I guess four days of rest as well. <laughs> Uh, when, I, when I got home, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Safir here is a bit of a cyclist as well, and uh, oh, right. he did. Uh, I think what, what was it? Like the London? What was it? Can uh, you can you explain? Yeah, no, I'm. 
Just trying. Uh, <laughs> I, I took part in the London ride. Um, uh, oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. with yeah. a few, mm-hmm. few, few guys. And uh, that was also for charity, right? Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, that was for charity. I was, it was, uh, it was a pretty good experience actually. It was quite mm-hmm. tough, I would say, because I haven't mm-hmm. cycled that uh, big of a distance. But it was, it was, it was pretty nice as well. Yes. Uh, well done. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I have, Thank you. I have to say, last year, um, I cycled Land Centre John O'Groats for the Alzheimer's Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was done over 12 days, mm-hmm. and it was 72 miles a day. And wow. I have to say, it rained solidly for the first three days coming out of Cornwall and Devon. Uh, it, it wow, incredible. <laughs> 72 miles a day. Per day, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I need my car for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might do it by car. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, doing a cycle ride, you know, just for just for, I mean, for speci- specifically for uh, you know charitable purposes and you know raising money, all of these things. What kind of a feeling, you know, it gives you? you know, could you describe that feeling when you when, when you just finished the race? You know, what's what's when I, when I finish it, it's usually relief hmm. and and just. You know, you think you've done it. A huge feeling of, of, of um, oh, I don't know. It, it, it's just fabulous. Mm. Very, got quite mm. a high feeling, quite a high feeling. Mm-hmm. And you find muscles you didn't know you had the next day. But a wonderful thing to do. And if anybody wants to get started, mm-hmm. you can contact the British Cycling mm-hmm. or there's Breeze Rides as well. Uh, we specialise in rides for ladies. Mm-hmm. And you can start with very few just a little bit and then gradually work your way up mm. very interesting and lastly um we we, we did want to ask you and we have been you know talking about making sports actually accessible to girls and women yeah. um yeah. how have you seen attitudes of women you know in sports change from when you know you were a child well i i, I get this great thought and it's much more highlighted more i think mm-hmm. women are more worried about it as i get older i've noticed this but as a child, I did everything. Mm-hmm. I went to ordinary schools. I never felt being a girl got in the way. I loved, I swam, I did a lot of swimming. I swam for the county. Um, it was the social life that went with it. And I had two sisters. We all swam and we had huge parental support and encouragement from them. And I, it never, I never felt I could do, couldn't do anything that the boys couldn't do. It was, it was all on offer. Um, and you followed your heart, really. Mm. Very, very interesting. Thank yeah. you so much, uh, you You're know, giving welcome. us your time and, uh, you know, uh, actually inspiring us to do something no, well, like thank that. thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I hope that some fat people get on their bikes and have a go. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 0208-687-7878 is the number to call if you want to um, give in your, you know, perspective to sports and how it helps you uh, with your uh, life. The the other thing, uh, you know, just to pick up on uh, what you were saying was, that, you know, it's really it's really easy. You you j- all you need is a bike. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a professional road bike. You can okay. even have a you know normal bike. You just take it out and mm-hmm. you know obviously wear a helmet and, yeah. and go for a ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the thing is like the, the sports and exercise that you do outdoors. Yeah, makes such a big difference because not only do you get fresh air. You get to enjoy nature, so mm-hmm. especially on on the bike. You can obviously tr- absolutely tr- travel longer than you can probably run. Mm-hmm. So you will see lots of nice, uh, you know, uh, nice places. You know, explore areas. So that's that's something really good about cycling that mm-hmm. you're able to do that. Absolutely, Fahim, you're you're into cycling. 
Um, I've got a bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's about good it. Answer, think, good answer. Good answer. I think that's the first step, is it? <laughs> no. Um, other than it being uncomfortable at times, I I do enjoy it. But the thing is, is that I find, you know, you were saying that go out and and look at nature. I've I've struggled with that. Like you know, for me, like just riding around purposely and and like without purpose. So for me, where where do you live? That's the question. <laughs> I live in Hamza. Hamza. So what what nature is it there? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's just Heathrow, right? <laughs> you can go do some plane spotting. <laughs> no, but um, for me, I think that it's it's a good way into any sort of sport is is to have that purpose. So like maybe walking to the train station instead, mm. or taking your bike to your friend's house. Um, it's it's just that that can kind of spur it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, um, I've I prefer. I've started recently playing tennis. I think that that's been quite fun. Um, tennis is very good game. Yeah, fun. I think I was also. You by just need two people. You know. Yeah. Sometimes just you know in football, you know sometimes oh we're short of numbers. Yeah. 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 Okay, grab this guy. Uh, grab yeah, that person. That's a big thing. And then oh no, it's cancelled because we didn't have enough numbers. That's but true. That's you know, true. You know tennis. Yeah. You just go. So you have two people, four people. You can enjoy. Yeah. So we were spoke, you know, we were speaking about um, health benefits, right? We were speaking about how you you, you were saying, Sophia, how it helps you with your mood. You know, it decreases feelings of uh, mood. <laughs> yeah, your mood. I mean, yeah, <laughs> generally. How uh, <laughs> I hope I don't come come across uh, moody, but uh, yeah, it just generally, yes, it does. And it decreases, you know, feelings <laughs> of uh, depression, anxiety, and stress. Um, you know, produces changes in parts of our brain that reg- regulate stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, um, any anything else you want to you know state with regards to. Um, you know, how helping with our general help, uh, health. Um, I, th- I think you mentioned most of it. Uh, I think it, if you also link it with the with the religious aspect, I think it, it really helps you uh, focus. Um, and and if you have mm-hmm. a healthy lifestyle where you are exercising, um, you are looking after your body, you will be more alert, and that helps in prayers. So mm. when you pray. Then obviously you will have more focus as well. You won't feel absolutely. You know, I mean, there was a study in about twenty-four women where you know who who had been diagnosed with depression, uh, and and it showed that exercise of any intensity mm. intensity significantly decreased feeling of uh, you know depression. Um, and one review of nineteen studies found that active people who you know stopped exercising regularly inexper- uh, experienced significant increases in symptoms of depression and anxiety so this show this tells you just within you know matter of few weeks so mm. so the, the point which i'm gonna make here is it has to be your lifestyle mm. just as we eat daily and we know when we're eating i think exercise needs to become your li- lifestyle because a lot of the time it's it's when it comes to weight loss and all of these things we take it as a temporary mm. sort mm. of step that we need to you know to do that's let's like say for three exactly work, so three know. four months and we, we think okay that's it now and then you put on more weight than you you know you uh you initially had so that uh you know tells you and also one one other study basically uh states that six weeks of regular exercises basically re- reduced feelings of fatigue for 36 people who had reported persistent fatigue so we say fatigue comes from actually working but hey you know the study shows that you being active actually you know makes you it 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 it, it removes you know your fatigue and It make, makes you even more active. Haven't you felt that, like a day when you've stayed at home and not done much, you feel worse, mm. right? You feel no more doubt. tired, no right? Doubt, yeah. And it's like being on the sofa and like you know not really moving much. You feel worse that day, but you know when you've woken up early and you've got out and you've gone and done a lot of things, you just feel better. So I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's what Raheel said that you know you need to make it part of your day. Yeah. Um, like no matter what, you should try to 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 include it, whether it's 
you know, there there's always some time that you can dedicate to it. Like if you're going to work, uh, if you live what 10-15 minutes from the station and you have to mm-hmm. take the train, you can always walk. You don't need to take your car to the station, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. to to your workplace if you if you work close. Or no, you know, even if you come you're back right. from from work, you know, you you still have few hours. You can you can just go for a quick walk or run before um, having food. You're right. So there's always time. But uh, yeah, people there's no have excuse. To, we have Absolutely. To try the to other thing it. is, is that, um, and, and I've suffered from this in the past, right? Is that um, really quickly that um, you start something and you do it really intensely, mm. and then you end up like injuring yourself or doing it. So, but yeah. the key is to just do a little bit every single yeah. day. I right? think there's a hadith on that where the Prophet said, you know, you, I think you. It was I'll just go into my mind. I've got to it first. <laughs> I, I mean, he said that you know the best. Uh, deed in the sight of Allah is that which is done regularly even if it's mm-hmm. small yeah. so that, that, that tells you absolutely uh, with that we'll be going to our last guest we have on the line Jessica Hazati um, uh, she's from the Faith and Belief Forum uh, I, 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 I believe um, with that short introduction Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh peace and blessings of God be upon you and welcome to the Drive Time Show be here hello can, can, can you hear us Jessica yes I can hear you Thank you so much. We can hear you too. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, first of all, could you tell us about the fun run you had, uh, you have planned actually late later this month? Yes. So we have the London Interface Fun Run that's taking place on the 29th of August mm-hmm. at Stonex Stadium in Barnet. Okay. And the fun run, it's primarily about raising money for, we have over 50 charities that are taking part. And um, these range from food banks, um, Mm -hmm. groups that deliver youth programs, and um, groups that support refugees. Mm -hmm. But it's also going to be a really fun and inclusive day, and it's perfect for people who don't usually participate in sporting events. The 5K and 10K runs are strictly non-competitive, and last year, um, it was really great to see everyone encouraging each other over the finish line. And um, we have, a, around the races, we have a whole range of family activities. Um, we have performers. We have Shinto UK, who are Japanese drumming bands that are performing. Mm-hmm. And we have fancy castles, face painting, and activities that explore faith and identity. Very interesting. So you've basically got the whole community involved, isn't it? Yes, yeah, we do have everyone um, from lots of different communities involved. Very interesting. And of course, as an you know, interfaith charity, um, could you first of all tell, tell us a bit more about your, you know, the work that you guys do? And then of course, then if you could explain, do you find it challenging to, to, to sort of bring people to, you know, of different faiths to, together, uh, basically finding their common ground? Mm-hmm, yes. And so as an organization, we've worked for over 20 years and bringing people together Mm. into into faith activities. Um, We do this through schools, universities work, and also community events like this fun run. It can be a bit of a challenge to bring people um, who are different together, and that's whether they have different political opinions or they might support different sports teams. Um, and I think with interfaith, sometimes people are a bit uncertain about what we mean by interfaith and what's expected from them mm-hmm. to participate. But key to our event and this um, fun run event is that we have partnerships with charities that represent different communities. So mm-hmm. 
I think hopefully people feel more comfortable and confident coming to this event because they can see they're represented, they can see members of their community are already taking part. Mm -hmm. And also I think it's unique because it's primarily about sports and well-being mm -hmm. and so people will come along to join the runs and join the sporting activities mm -hmm. but they end up staying for the whole event to mm -hmm. um, engage in the interfaith activities and maybe they didn't actually expect to do that at the beginning of the day I mean amazing um, one thing I did want to state was um, we did mention that this event was planned later this month uh, if uh, if I'm correct, I think this is being planned on on the 29th of August, right? Um, yes, it's, it's a it Monday, is, yeah. isn't it? And and with that, I did want to ask you, do you have to be religious in order to take part? No, you don't have to be religious um, at all. So we have actually some non-religious organizations taking part. Okay. So we have the Young Gamblers and Gamers Education Trust who aren't religious. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just for anyone that is interested about meeting people from different backgrounds, fundraising for their causes and mm -hmm. the charities they support and maybe experiencing something new. Very interesting. Uh, thank you so much, Jessica. It was a pleasure speaking to you and I hope the event is successful. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 0208-687-7878 is the number. We've only got five minutes to go. Just to wrap it up, I mean, we've covered the you know the islamic element in terms of sports and how you know how much emphasis there is um you know placed in islam you know to take care of this uh you know this body where you know that that Allah the mighty has granted us um there's a, there's, there's another hadith you know we mentioned quite a few uh, today um you know statements of the holy prophet peace be upon him where he says that your body has a right over you and he says you know your and he gives various you know, examples of uh, you know your you know, your children have a right over you, you know, all, all of these things. Um, the other thing is, this is also very important because we know that, you know, oftentimes we, and exactly coming back to the point of, you know, what you were saying earlier, Fahim, that you, know, you start something off, you know, very intensely, yeah. uh, but then you just basically, uh, you know... It fades off. It, you, yeah, exactly, you, and, 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 and you can't continue. And I think, it, I think it's, just this, it's the same thing with anything that we do in life, and, and especially where... Uh, we're told in the Holy Quran that we're the people Ummat and Wasata it says you, you're, you're the people of middle ground mm. you know you don't you, you don't go to both extremes you know you, you have to you, you, you have to be balanced moderate in, yeah. in, 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 in whatever we do and I think this is what we need to take with, with us you know whatever aspect of our life whether it's work and all of these things and that's the hardest thing to do as well balancing yeah. it you know with your work your kids your, you know, your life all of these things especially when you because if you really like a, a sport or something like you can get overly addicted to it and then you can like overtrain or yeah. injure yourself and then you stop yourself from enjoying consistently it takes you off for months yeah exactly mm. so it's I think that that's that's the biggest lesson for me and I think that sport as well I think why it's good that we've had such a great uh, summer of sport and why it's a good inspiration is that mm -hmm. um, sport brings discipline as well when mm. you start to um, that's a take great, it a bit more great point more seriously it can bring you that you know to show up and go for a run mm -hmm. you know we've had guests who have been raising money for charity or, or having that purpose of like hey I've got to train for this event mm. so you know getting up whether it's uh, 
four degrees outside or 34 degrees right irrespective of circumstances exactly. you just got to do it you yeah? just get up and you go and that discipline in itself i think um helps build your character it helps you in every different part of your life whether that's work whether it's personal absolutely and just to point to perspective what charity and sport actually does when when they come together i mean just in 2019 43 million was raised by 25 different events um you know the london marathon raised alone wow. i think 63 mil- million so that i mean kind of tells you uh, you know uh, what sort of you know um benefit mankind can you know uh, take from 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 these endeavors um we well, help people by doing something you enjoy anyway absolutely which is awesome absolutely i mean cycling and all of these things in you know, different people that we've we you know we we we've, we've spoken to today and of course the community spirit you know just you know, our, our last caller Jessica our, our, you know our last guest uh, I should say you know she explained how you know different communities people from different backgrounds you know different walks of life just coming coming together trying to see see what you know the other people do and I think it's a great initiative you know mm-hmm. something amazing that these people are doing but yeah I mean with their diff- different sports having you know various benefits uh, physically it is not, it, you know undoubtedly a a uh, you know healthy hobby to encourage yourself and others to you know have in their life as it helps you know one to maintain a healthy and a fit lifestyle so sports uh is not just a hobby but but can be you know the start of you changing your life for the better you know as we were speaking mm-hmm. about it mentally physically and all and and and, and psychologically um you know so sports you know enhances this uh, community feeling and and inspires this uh, you know positive action um so i mean those of you out there that have ha- haven't done sports for long especially covid has played a huge yeah. role you know in uh, you know uh, you know in in keeping people inside and you know uh, working from Definitely. home and all of these things so it's just to this program is is basically to encourage you know um individuals who have not been active is is to take you know this step of uh, you know uh, doing something moving go out for a walk do some, some something don't just stay inside and no matter what your age is uh you know where where you come from or you know what your gender is it is never too late to get into new sport or choose you know to progress in the one you know you are already already part of and and try something different absolutely and right. and 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 lastly i mean there's so many organizations out there that can then help a simple google search would be able to help you um so from here this is all uh we'll be uh after after a short break uh of of news we'll be discussing uh, a next very important topic of determination uh never giving up which is also very much related to the topic we're discussing now assalamu alaikum you are listening to the recording of a live show please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of Allah the gracious the merciful. Welcome back to the second hour of Drive Time show today. Uh in this hour we'll be discussing determination uh actually never giving up. It's a very important topic something that we you know always see nowadays uh from on social media a lot yeah. of you know uh, influencers are speaking about never giving up and you know the great and you know going for it and everything which 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 is of course a great 
thing to see and and you know um, and today is uh, never give up day oh i didn't i didn't know that was oh, a thing i didn't know that as well that's 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 very interesting so i mean we have all you know been through tough times uh, you know have you seen that video <laughs> i can't be making a joke right at the beginning of the program sure should i but it's it's very interesting it's it's one of the, i don't know if you've seen on the video it goes tough time never last tough people last have you seen that video I think so. I it's think a I'm very, int- very, very funny video. But it's—I mean, those of you who haven't seen it should should just search it up on YouTube. You 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 come across it. Um, more motivational indeed. Uh, we were playing a football final, and this is some. Uh, this is the video I sent in. Unfortunately, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't really work. But <laughs> didn't really work. But yeah, I mean, coming back to the seriousness of the program, we're talking about you know, of course, determination. Um, and it's been a tough few years, right? Of course, uh, last three years, you know. Sp- uh, especially last few years uh, you know many of us suffered uh, due to the pandemic cost of living going up climate change war you know uh, you know our social media feeds filled with you know um toxic, toxic things, uh, you know yeah. things that that you know affect us uh, mentally um psychologically it's it's you know it's all there in front of us and at times you you know you might have thought that things won't get better um well, it's so easy to give up right it's just like sometimes it feels mm-hmm. like so easy to just be like you know well, forget it I'm not going to do it one of the things with me is this I'll tell you when I am you know the looking there's one thing is people say shut down news mm. you know as someone very very interestingly said they said if you watch the news you're misinformed if you don't watch the news you're uninformed so mm. what does one do uh, right yeah. nice one there right yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm joking I mean <laughs> the, the point there is 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 if you shut down the news you don't know actually what's going on in the world how would you how would you have empathy or how would you feel for those people and then on the other side of things if you if you don't then it, it affects your mental health you can't regulate it it's 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 very very tough mm. i mean especially recently uh, you you know, i don't know if in, on your social media posts if you follow some of these pages of you know palestine and stuff mm. the recent you know attacks as yep. well as ukraine what what's happening there just around the world yeah uh, it it just you know it just impacts you and and us sitting here we're talking about you know how it affects us uh, how you know our day might be might not be as as good as it was last week yeah there's real life consequences for these people you know someone's someone's uh, whole family has been wiped out yeah right by 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 these attacks so it's just and i swear it just you know those of us who have children it just it just puts life into perspective yeah. you know um and i'm always just thinking man it just i mean what would what would I do if I'm in, in, in you know in in these circumstances? Yeah. Um, so I mean today is as 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 you know as you mentioned earlier uh, is never give up day and this is exactly you know what we will be discussing well, in I have, today's show. I have a show. question for you, right? When oh, man, <laughs> when was the last time you felt like you like wanted to give up or just what was that feeling that you were like ah oh, you know? In terms of what. And just anything, whether whether it was going to the gym, whether it was, uh, you know, finishing the I've food. Given up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up on gym. But like, what was, like, what's that feeling of just being like, oh, like, what was the reason why you wanted for to me, give up? For me, is the other thing. Uh, for, for me, that's my feeling is I have no excuse. Hmm. So um, if I'm if I'm ever dis, uh, distressed or di- disheartened, dip, or, disheartened or, something. or something like that, it's on the fact that, and I'm being very honest here, it's on the fact that I have a certain potential which I'm not fulfilling. Hmm. You getting my point? So you remind yourself of that. Yeah. So my whole thing is, if I could go for a run, or if I go, if I if I have the time, I have I have no excuse. Yeah. So my my point is, when I'm having a self you know self talk, it's you don't have excuse. Mm. You're you're living better than majority of you know uh, the people around the world. 
So, um, so you go to gratitude. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, mm. you you would go to gratitude and you th- you thank you thank God for what you have, but on the other side of things, you would you would be speaking to yourself and saying, "Do more." Mm. You know, I mean, you've got you've got you've got this potential in front of you, and also very much linking to the uh, you know the last um, topic topic that we were doing what was it. I forgot the sport. <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah, very much linking to the last topic, uh, sports or you know, um, just overall life, man. Mm. I mean, the the times that we're going live living through. There are, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, you know, these things that's to do with us. A lot of it is to do with us. I'm not yeah. saying all. A lot of it is to do with how we spend our days, how we spend our weeks, yeah. you know, the way we interact with ourselves as well as with others. Social yeah. media, 24-7, you know, all of these things. We have to be very, very honest with ourselves. So these these, these things do have an impact. But I'm, I'm being very honest. I've not had that feeling of... Um, wanting you know, to give up wanting to give up and so I, I don't I, for me I, personally I don't have a reason to mm. you know I have a beautiful family I, I'm part of this beautiful community yeah. that whenever you need whenever you need something you have a you have a khalifa someone that you trust more than anyone yeah. and I'm pretty because you've asked me personally yeah, I'm yeah, saying you definitely. can literally write and you get a response within a week or so yeah. so you've got so much uh, there so from my thing from my side of things is is I always think I don't have a reason to Definitely. Why should I give up? I mean, why should I even think? Of course, there'll be days of, you know, feeling down and this and mm. this. It happens. It happens to all of us. But, you know, you you overcome that. It's not, Definitely. It's not um, something to delve upon. I don't think, I think one thing is is glorifying this this yeah. element of depression and, and, and just, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? We, yeah, like stay, parents, staying within it. Trying, our parents yeah. or their parents, they must have felt depressed as well. Mm. Their life must have been harder than ours. But just get on, right? They 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 go on with the with with the life and the stuff that they were doing. But yeah, I mean, we'll carry on with this in a minute. But I think we've got the next guest, right? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, we will we'll be going to uh, you know, of course, our first guest. Um, in a short while, I don't think we have them online at this moment in time. But you know, generally speaking, about you know, uh, never giving up and having this you know determination. Um, you know, talking about being help hopeless. His Holiness, the 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 second Caliph. Uh, of the Andi Muslim community basically basically said uh, once that a believer should never become disappointed. He should continue to advance forward and never forsake his progress at the sight of failure. Indeed, he should reflect upon the reasons for his failure and should attempt to remove them if he is able to find them, but one should never despair of God's grace. And there's, this is basically the verse of the Holy Quran. It says, La taqanatu mi rahmatillah. Don't ever don't ever be disappointed of God's mercy. Don't ever despair of God's grace. Um, so this is the mindset that we, as you know, as individuals, should strive for. Uh, I mean, we should shouldn't get disheartened on petty things. You know, uh, when when we know you know when we don't succeed, you know, the first time, we should we shouldn't give up. Uh, we should keep going and 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 not just keep going, but also improving and seeing how we can you know do better the next time, whilst also remembering that. God's help, you know, is is necessary, and is there definitely. And so, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier. So personally, um, I've, I've tried to understand when I feel like I want to give up. Right, the reason mm-hmm. why you want to give up is usually, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, I'm generalizing here a bit, but is when something is overwhelming, when there's so much to do. Right, when you're like, you know what, this is impossible, and like, you know, when or you've left it so last minute that mm-hmm. there's just so much to do and i think that that feeling of 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 being overwhelmed is often yeah. what makes people um 
want to give up right that's because on yeah. even online you were saying like there's just so much information that it's like you know make a decision to buy something right yeah. these days it's so difficult because <laughs> you're like i need to read this review i need to read yeah, that review yeah. just thinking about all of the research yeah, right. you got to do you're like True. you know what i'm just not going to buy the thing anymore <laughs> right so mm. for me um i think that one of the things that's always kind of helped me and it's is it's a saying i don't know where from but mm-hmm. um it's how do you eat an elephant right mm. and the answer is bit one bit. B- one bite at a time yeah. yeah so it's it's taking that being overwhelmed mm. and realizing hey i can i can do this it's just i got to take it step by step mm. and um you know just that perseverance you know Absolutely. whatever it is whether you got to lose 20 kg whether you need to go for a run whatever that thing is that you don't want to give up on just start i think that that's always been the biggest part the i think step, right yeah. just taking that first step to get there cuz once you turn up at the gym or once you start writing or whatever it is yeah, it gets yeah. a lot easier and another another point that's a great point that you mentioned cuz it, it is is bringing me to another point and that is something that i've experienced is that there and i've seen you know in 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 my way of work is there's two types of people there are many types of people but mm. in 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 the work that i do is is one that that sort of perfectionist they want it to be perfect before they release it yeah. right and and it comes a time it never gets released it just you know delay upon delay upon delay i've been and like that yeah same same, same my thing my thing is that as well and it gets so much delayed and they're like come on just just do it just do it and and you could you could have a second edition or you could have a you know you can later improve it but then there are people i've seen look man they just get it done and you know you know it that it's not in depth and stuff but they 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 can meet their you know uh what do you call it deadlines and stuff and they can just basically get things done so i think from that element i think it's good to to be able to you know uh basically you know i think both are very very important but mm. also you know not just delve upon things you know it's it's, it's just to get it done and and, and as you said yeah. once upon you know one one step at a time we're going to our first guest but um it's mohammed saleh uh, who okay. is a life devotee serving in canada right That's correct. Assalamu alaikum. Uh peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and welcome to the Drive Time show. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazak Allah for joining us. Uh Mama Saleh Saheb. First of all, where in Canada are we speaking to? Uh I am currently posted in Van. Van, okay. So you're you're the missionary of the community? Yes, I'm a missionary. That's great to hear, mashallah. So, um we're talking about, you know, um determination and and uh, you know, specifically the topic of never actually giving up um how important you know are role models in islam uh, so we know from the holy quran mm-hmm. allah taala has um, made the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as a role model for us mm-hmm. as he says in the holy quran that zakat kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana mm mm-hmm. that is surely you have in the prophet of allah an excellent model mm-hmm. so we can see that islam has put an emphasis on having a a role model a, an example that we should follow mm-hmm. and that baby and that is basically human nature mm-hmm. to follow someone that uh, makes it easier for us um, you know when when we want to achieve a goal we have uh, another somebody else to look forward to and especially someone that has achieved something so you have someone that you know you follow and uh, they have achieved that so 
So you you use them as the role model, and then you know that way you can work towards your own goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, apart from that, we also know from another verse of the Quran where Allah Taala has said that prayer to us that وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا حَبَّنَا مِنْ أَرْوَاجِنَا ذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُّنِمْ وَجَعَلْنَا لِمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا So in this prayer, Allah Ta'ala has taught us that we must become role models for our children. So, you know, lead by example. So here we can see how important that, you know, role models are for, for us. Mm-hmm. And now Islam has taught this whole concept yes. of, uh, of role models. Absolutely. Um, yes. yes. And, yes. Uh, uh, and another, so we've seen how the prophets, they're, they're just regular people like us. Mm-hmm. They're not angels that are bound to follow the, the, uh, the commandments of Allah. Ta'ala. So as the Holy Prophet was commanded in the Holy Quran, that pull. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, I'm just a a person just like you, a man just like you, that you told the Arabs. Mm-hmm. So that becomes easy for us to follow a person, somebody who has the same roots as us. Mm-hmm. And I feel that even in our daily life, other people as well, when they choose their role models, they try to look for somebody who comes from a very similar beginning with them. Mm-hmm. So if somebody looks at a very successful businessman, they would try to look at somebody who, you know, maybe had to struggle in life, just like they're at that stage as well. They wouldn't want to look at somebody who's already um, had the, everything easier for them or what, from, a, from a family that is easier to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. So similarly, Allah Ta'ala has made prophets as role models for us, and then that them being human beings makes us, you know, realize that if they, as people, mm-hmm. can achieve those spiritual statuses, that we too can, you know, if we follow these role models, mm-hmm. that inshallah we can also achieve that. So very interesting. Um, one, one, one thing. This, this, this beautiful answer of yours reminds me of a, of of a statement of Hazrat Muslim where he once said that, and as a Muslim being the second uh, Khalifa of uh, the Hamdi Muslim community, he said we need to we need to become uh, little Muhammads in our lives. So that 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 shows you because because the very element of of uh, following someone, or you know, is 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 that we embody their you know the character. And and you know what they what what they brought to the world. Um, going to the next question, um, we wanted to ask you because we often say the Holy Prophet peace be upon him is is the best of example, Uswatun Hasana. Uh, why yeah. is the Holy Prophet you know, you know uh, been 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 called the perfect mo- mo- role model? Okay, so first of all, we know that the Holy Quran is a perfect book. It is is our guide. Mm-hmm. So why the Holy Prophet is perfect is because as Hazrat Aisha stated. That that his morals were the Quran. Mm-hmm. So we believe that the Holy Quran is a book that was sent from Allah Taala, and that it is a perfect book. So the perfect person to follow, so that we can, you know, follow the Holy Quran would be the Holy Prophet mm-hmm. Very interesting. So that is why. Absolutely. And there's another reason that it's still applicable today. That we feel that the Holy Quran is still applicable today. Then the Holy Prophet, as a role model, 
applicable in this day age as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and also I think it it is for it is of course a claim by the Muslims to say that the Holy Prophet Sallallahu is 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 the best of examples, um, but his life, you know, his his character. Um, those of 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 whom who have studied even outside who have who are outside the uh, the 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 Islamic religion have 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 come to the same conclusion, you know him him be, him you know as as someone who you know uh, you know you know what you know someone who lived a life you know actually without parents you know and who lost his parents at, at at a very young age to being you know to being persecuted. And then his his life, how he you know how he was as a father, how he was as a friend, or how he was as you know someone who how he was as an army general. In all of these different aspects, one could examine his life and come to come to that conclusion that he was the perfect role model. Uh, but but beautifully put there that that Hazrat Aisha she she basically summarizes his entire life in that small you know statement of Qana Khulukul Quran that if you want to fi- if you want to find what what the holy prophet sallallahu was his morals and everything it was the holy quran very very uh, beautiful uh, beautifully put there um and also uh, we uh, Rabbi Sahib wanted to ask you was is he is is the holy prophet peace be upon him you know still applicable you know his his morals and his actions or his teachings they say is islam still applicable in this day and age as it was let's say 1400 years ago well, as I stated, that his morals were the Holy Quran, and since the Holy Quran is still applicable today, mm-hmm. so him as a role model is also still applicable. But as you also mentioned, you know, when we look at his study, his life, we see the way he was as a father, mm-hmm. um, you know, in his home, how he was as a husband, and uh, we can use those examples even at a very personal level. Mm-hmm. And then, for people who want to, you know, study how he was as a leader, mm-hmm. so we can all follow examples of his life. And as you also mentioned, historians, non-Muslim historians, also um, they agreed and accepted that he was, you know, one of the greatest political, social leaders of his time, and even mm-hmm. now in this age, that he's considered one of the greatest. The way he, um, uh, everything he did, all his work. And so, mm-hmm. even in this day and age, or for us, um, for people who are maybe getting newly married, mm-hmm. they can use his lifestyle to see how, how they can be as a husband, and if they have children, can see you know um, how to be as a father, what we have to do, and then also how to treat your neighbors, how to um, treat with elders and children. Everything he's taught us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's not like you can say that you know. These mm-hmm. things are not applicable in this day and age. These mm-hmm. things are just as much as applicable as they were in the past. Zakala, thank, thank you so much. And so, um, which role models did you have growing up? And how, how can we choose inspiring role models for ourselves? Um, so, I remember when I was in grade 8, we were in school, we had to do a biography on our role model. And uh, I did it on the Holy Prophet, Salam. And since the majority of my class were Muslims, my, my teacher at the end, he complained that he had to read about 20 biographies of the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu And, uh, but yeah, so growing up, you know, I was also taught to, to you know, use the Holy Prophet as a role model. But uh, apart from that, I think in our daily lives, for every single person, you know, every individual, um, if you have your own specific uh, 
smaller goal or um, maybe career related or in other ways people are interested in sports, um, you can look towards these other role models, those specific categories, mm -hmm. right? If somebody wants to become uh, an engineer, a doctor, or a scientist, mm -hmm. like for example, we have an example of uh, Dr. Abdul-Islam Saib, um, and just like the other scientists, if there's somebody who's interested in space engineering or anything, that you can look towards these, um, these people who have maybe successful in their specific careers. So me mm -hmm. growing up, I, especially near the end of high school when I wanted to become a missionary, Yep. I had uh, you know would look towards uh, Mubarak Nasir Sahib, late Mubarak Nasir Sahib as a, as a role model, or some of the other senior missionaries that I would see at the mosque or around mm -hmm. us. So I think for every individual, right, you, while our main goal and purpose in life is obviously to um, achieve the uh, high spiritual status and achieve the closeness of Allah Taala, mm -hmm. and so for our main purpose, our main role model in life. Uh, mm -hmm. Should be the Holy Prophet and then uh, apart from that, you know, for every individual, according to your own um, goals in life, worldly goals, mm -hmm. um, you can, um, you know, look towards these other Omars who are successful in in those specific um, scenarios and in their careers. Absolutely. And lastly, respected um, uh, Rabbi Sayyid, what is an incident? Uh, you know, in the life of the Holy Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, there, there, there are countless incidents. But if 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 you were to give us just one incident that, that actually shows us his determination in life to serve Allah, I would just a uh, general um, determination where when he was given, you know, the prophethood, mm -hmm. and he realized the extent of the work that had to be done, um, you know, in a society that's very um, mm -hmm. polytheistic. And uh, he had to spread, uh, you know, the message of the oneness of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, despite you know uh, realizing that it's so hard and difficult, that he could easily given up. Right? He still um, had that uh, determination mm -hmm. to you know, go out and deliver the message of Islam and preach to people. And then we know that the hardship that he went through, you know, um, pretty much throughout his whole life, but he didn't give up. Yes. And so I think his whole life is a perfect example of determination. Mm -hmm. And if you look at before prophethood, we can see how he used to go and pray at, uh, at the cave. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading the cave was uh, a few miles away. Mm. So he used to take his food with him and he would go and pray for hours. Mm -hmm. Now in a society where, you know, everybody's worshipping these idols, mm -hmm. and then there's this person who has to walk in the heat, and he walked in the daytime, all the way to a cave to pray in isolation. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's the first time he prayed and he got the revelation. No. This was over, you know, many, many times where he would go. So another person can think that he's crazy. Mm -hmm. But we can see from his life that he had that determination. Absolutely. And he didn't mm -hmm. give up. And then, you know, God, because of his determination, God granted him that, that, that level of prophethood mm -hmm. and the status of prophethood. Jazakallah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure uh, speaking to you and Jazakallah for joining us and, you know, answering our questions today. 
السلام عليكم ورحمه الله is the number. The topic we're speaking is determination, never giving up. Do call us in if you want to and, you know, basically uh, give your experiences and and, and how you've come across, uh, you know, you've come, um, you know, come come across, I'm saying, you know, you basically, you know, come out of these uh, situations of where, you could have given up or, you know, uh, basically we're speaking about anxiety, dip, depression and all of these things before. But, you know, well, s- um, Riel, remember, um, there's a, a few life changing moments happening for young people today. A-level results are out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anybody who's listening, I think that's that a may, big, big one. Yeah. That may be feeling like they haven't had the result that they wanted, you know, doesn't define you. Yeah, it doesn't define you and, and don't give up. Absolutely. Great, great uh, point there. And I think one of the things that I want to I wanted to you know take forward is uh, from respected uh, missionary from from Canada is 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 the holy prophet peace be upon him and I was saying that you know with the question of you know you know what we say the holy prophet is the best of examples and stuff and I think only person who can truly understand that and there there are two ele- elements of this and I, and I must mention this is one who has completely studied the life of this man mm-hmm. right his sira and secondly he depicts that in his actions and in his life. So what that does is, once you you know embody the character of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, and then you say the Holy Prophet ﷺ was the best of examples, then that claim is correct, mm. and people can see that and say without you saying it, that this person is you know is different. Or, or when they say, why do you do it this in a certain way? You can say because my beloved Prophet did that, or this is why yeah. I do it. And this is the reason why, why when you know um, people who want Muslims, you know, philosophers and, and, and you know, uh, academics in their, you know, in their own right. Let's say, you know, Alfonso de uh, Lamartine, who was a French poet and, and, and a statesman um, from the 17th century. He, he wrote about the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. He says, philosopher, orator, apostle, legislator, warrior, conqueror of ideas, restorer of rational dogmas, of a cult without images, the founder of 20 terrestrial empires, and a one spiritual empire that is Muhammad as regards all standards by which human greatness may be measured we may well ask is there any man greater than he and then you also have Reverend Bosworth Smith uh, also from uh, the the 17th century who was a late fellow of uh, Trinity College Oxford he said he was a Caesar and Pope in one but he was Pope without the Pope's pretensions and Caesar without the legions of Caesar, without a standing army, without a bodyguard, without a palace, without a fixed revenue. If ever any man had the right to say that he ruled by a divine, a, a right divine, it was Muhammad, for he had all power without its instruments and without its supports. So you've got countless of these, you know, uh, statements of of individuals who have, you know impartially right without any bias have studied the life of the holy prophet peace be upon him and and they've come to this conclusion but unfortunately in today's society that we live in um, minority you know of those who act totally in contrary to what the prophet taught and how he practiced but but claim they are muslims you know they are doing disservice to islam they are they are they are not actually and this is the very purpose of you know all of this 
you know, voice of Islam and, and the purpose of us sit, sitting here and actually speaking about it. But I think let me re-emphasize and reiterate that, and, and this is something, uh, uh, you know, our, our Caliph, uh, you know, His His Holiness and the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, Hazrat Mizar Ghulam the founder of the community, it's the importance of action, mm. not words alone, yeah. that, that, that actually shows who you are. And, and, and this is a universal principle, you know, we know that. That people don't just look at your words; they they see who you are as an individual. So I think it ju- it, sh- it just should remind us as as individuals to to you know le- less less go a step forward, not just get n- never giving up, but 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 achieving greatness. Mm. I believe should be you know also be part of this, and this is the very purpose that we should always be striving. Um, there 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 is a. Uh, Surah Nasr, I think, one of the you know verses, uh, one of the surahs, you know, at the, at the end of the Holy Quran, yeah, where it talks about when 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 the izajah uh, nasrullahi wal fat when when the victory of Allah comes, you know, thank Allah and all of this, and at the end it says fasalli li rabbika one her, I don't know, it says at at the end, faiza faragta fansab faila rabbika fargab, the what what it basically signifies is that when you've when you've you know done one action or you've done one deed. Don't be satisfied with it and say, "Oh, we've yeah. done enough," right? But rather, pursue another. Don't and rest another. on your laurels. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's what the verse is referring to. And I think this is this is what the um, you know uh, the 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 happiness of our life actually depends on as well. I came across a charity, and I, I was just listening to it on, online, mm. and it's very much related to this. And I don't know what exactly that charity is. Is um, I think I think we have our second guest on the line. Do we? Uh, we'll discuss this um, after after that. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We have on the line uh, Faisal Luqman, who's a wife of a live devotee serving in uh, the Caribbean. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and welcome to the Drive Time Show. Jazakallah for joining us. Um, uh, Faisal Saibai, it's, it's, it's great to have you on uh, in, in the program. So since you are a wife of a life devotee, just for the benefit of our listeners, what, what does that actually entail? Uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, so I mean, uh, what, what I mean is, I mean, being married to a life devotee, um, you know, we're, we're speaking about a topic of, you know, determination and ne- never giving up. What is this life like of being married to a life devotee? You know, because we know a life devotee of of a community can, in a you know, um, you know, a single let letter comes and he has to go wherever he's been assigned. So, what is it like that experience? Uh, you know, um, basically, you're in Guadeloupe, very small, and I am very few women wearing a hijab. Um, I I am honestly hearing my yeah, I think we have we have we have an issue with your uh, with the line. Uh, I'll i request the technical team to basically try the line line again. We'll be back with you shortly, inshallah. So um, we were discussing it, and I, and I was mentioning about this charity, right? Um, they mm-hmm. what I was they basically I don't know if it was a Pakistani charity. So I came across this uh, mm-hmm. maybe in one of the programs we can mention and give the re- re- reference of it. They took people, so they basically went to various hospitals and they said the people that have been told. Um, that you know, they basically their their lives come to an end. They were cancer mm. of that sort, and they've been told you've got six months to live, you've got a year to live, and this and that. They take these people, and they give them different tasks. Mm. They they make their life busy in a in in a certain manner. That some of these people that were told that you would live for let's say six months ended up living for like say f- you know few years, wow. three or four years. 
So that study basically showed something, and 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 it said that, you know, uh, the, the 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 very reason for our living is us to be involved, is us to be busy, yeah. right? So you have I'd to have that purpose in life. Purpose, yeah. absolutely. So this this kind of shows you, and this puts into perspective. And and we all, you know, we often hear in our speeches and all of these things that a believer can never be despair. Mm-hmm. We, we, what is you know, you were asking me this question at the beginning. Yeah. I think there's, I have no reason to be, you yeah. know, um, you've got, and 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 this is where Islam comes in and says, always look in in the, in the matter of the world, someone below you. So when when you see people that are suffering and all this, it, it brings the the element of empathy and sim- sympathy that's all there but there's also an element of gra- gratitude yeah. as I said that oh Allah I'm not I'm not among you know these people that are su- suffering so much what do I have to complain about you've got you've you've, you've got this saint who was who was uh, basically walking barefoot I yeah. don't know if, if you heard of that story and and he was kind of complaining in his heart right to God that I'm a I'm, I'm someone who's you know who's a saint you know I'm a beloved of you oh Allah and I don't even have shoes <laughs> yeah. right and all of a sudden, he saw someone who was disabled, who didn't have no legs. Yeah. He basically fell to the ground there, there and then in sajda, and just started, you know, weeping and, you know, uh, basically praying to Allah that there are always people that are, you know, uh, you know, in a in a situation worse than you. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, we'll be going back to our guest that we were speaking to. We're speaking to Fazal Luqman, who's a wife of a life devotee. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I think there is. Uh, can you hear us properly now? I can still hear you, but I can try. Okay, so um, the initial question that I was asking was, um, you know, as a as as a wife of a life devotee, you know, what are the some of the things, you know, uh, challenges that 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 you as a wife have to face, because um, you know, a life devotee is someone who's who's taking this decision, you know, from the very get go. Uh, that that they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're gonna devote their life and they could be you know um, you know they could be appointed wherever you know the the, the Khalifa decides or the 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 Emir of the country. So what is it like marrying a first of all a life devotee and also you know what is that life like and and because of course from your perspective you you also have to take that decision as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so first of all, we should understand meaning. Um, in my I was educated by my parents and the Simang of by Hazrat And they prayed for us so we can fulfill our perfect life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's as Hazrat Muslim mentioned in a poem that service of religion is a blessing. And today it's only the prayers and and guidance of mm-hmm. that keeps us honestly going. And I always have to wish in my mind to work hard so do not disappoint myself. I think this is my determination and this is my wish. Mm-hmm. Very, very profound, yeah. of course. Um, so you know, talking about you know, you said the you know spoken about his 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 holiness, the fourth Khalifa. Um, we we also wanted to ask you who who is you know who was your role model growing up, and who is your you know who is your role model now uh, in 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 your life, person that you lo- look up to and seek uh, guidance from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, has written his famous book, the philosophy of of Islam, that we have, we as you are influencers, or we are being influenced. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, he has written same book 
that whatever we can either we eat what list or practice has an effect on us, especially mentally. So in my opinion, um, choosing a good role model is utmost important. We Ahmadi Muslims are blessed that Allah Ta'ala has chosen a Khalifa for us, our Imam. And I think for our time, the Anbar Ayyad Allah Ta'ala is the role model because he is a man of God. Mm-hmm. We are also blessed that we have MCA, our website, radio station, mm-hmm. and many more. These are the sources we should always consume as often as possible. Because with this community, we will stay healthy, we will stay on the right path. Very interesting. And, um, you know, as parents, uh, how can, you know, we try to uh, sort of direct our kids' attention from, let's say, celebrities, uh, you know, to better role models? Uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, so I was asking, you know, as 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 parents, how can you know we try to direct our you know our kids' attention from you know celebrities that they see online on social media and stuff to basically better role models, people that have actually done some something in their life, they've le- left a leg- legacy behind them. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, what is I heard on MPA, I try to read the Quran in front of them. Um, basically, I try to list the, the Islam, the, the life of Islam. So, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, Jazakallah, I think the line is really, really bad. We apologize for this uh, you know, experience. Hopefully, we'll, you know, the, mm-hmm. the tech team will sort this out and, and for future, uh, th- this would not happen. No Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. So this was uh, um, uh, Faisal Luqman, who is the wife of a life devotee. I think just to delve upon that, I mean, what I what I was in, trying to basically, you know, understand was because in this community you have, you know, <coughs> uh, people who dedicate their lives for the service of mankind and for the service of religion. In that you have uh, missionaries who who propagate the mass message of Islam, and then you you have doctors who who you know from the from the Wakfino scheme as well, right? Um, the, the, who 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 doctors, teachers, and all you know they they basically complete their studies. They go to the Khalifa and they say, "We're ready wherever you you know send us to go." Mm. And some of them get sent to Africa, you know, South America, or wherever. And 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 they go there and they they serve under uh, you know sometimes very hard circumstances and uh, uh, you know f- with very min- minimal pay, right? So yeah. this this sort of stuff puts into perspective. Uh, you know how you know what our purpose of life is, and I think th- th- this is where you know, and this is what I was trying to uh, understand, and especially from someone like um, you know me who has dedicated his life, who took a decision, let's say seven or eight years ago, mm. ten years ago, studied it, you know, and and now I am where I am. But someone who's about to join me in 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 my personal life, you know, my spouse, you know, they have they are doing a bigger sacrifice. Well, they've not necessarily right. taken that decision with you, have they? Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. The, the, ten, ten years ago, they're mm. making that decision now, mm. and for them to know that, you know, in a split of a, in a split of a second, they they could be sent to you know the other corner of the world, and they have to go, mm. right? So this, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, the whole thing of mentioning this is that, you know, uh, we have to appreciate that Definitely. that you know that that um, uh, you know v- women, uh, you know, of our community, they they play a great role. And that you know the you know the community and as 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 well as being at home and the upbringing of children. But well, let's get back to uh, the topic that you were discussing. What were, yeah. what were you speaking about? So, 
I, I want to go go back to what we what I asked you in the beginning. Right? I said to you, um, when did you last feel like mm-hmm. uh, you wanted to give up? And you basically said, you know, I haven't felt that for a very long time. Mm. And I think, and and t- and tell me if I'm wrong, because because this is why I think that you you felt that way is because when you have belief in God, right, mm-hmm. and you understand who God is, God is all powerful, right, all merciful. There's so many, so many different attributes, right. Yeah. So once you understand that there is a being out there that is a creator that can you know do pretty much anything right there is there's nothing beyond god's power mm. when you know that and when you have a love and a belief for, for that being you have this confidence of hey i can do this because i i can go to someone who mm-hmm. can change my circumstances in any way at any time yeah so that feeling of not giving up is is not stemmed from Oh, just just because you believe in yourself, it's because of your belief in God, right? Because mm. you believe that God can change your circumstances, no matter how bad things get. Mm-hmm. You know you can turn to God, and I think that that um, is a great thing that you can remember whenever you feel yeah. lost, I mean, whenever you feel like true. you're going to give up. True. You you have God there, yeah. who is always there at any time, mm-hmm. and who can make anything happen. I mean, faith it plays a huge role whatever faith you know people have different faiths you know you've got people you know uh, worshiping you know uh, or, or practicing their faith in a in a different manner but i think one thing i i, I want to sort of ex- also explain is that is um, is you know and you know pe- pe- people get comfort from music people get comfort from mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of different things Movies, where does islam differentiate where 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 is that where is that difference because f- you know they're all different faiths and a, a lot of times this question is also asked we only got 15 minutes to go but this is a long question but just to briefly explain mm. Islam doesn't does, doesn't just end at this you know us just fe- this this level of comfort or this level of mental peace and stuff like that mm. it Islam takes you be- way beyond the purpose of la- life is of course it says it says your 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 peace is very much linked to you know your your understanding of God mm. and what you t- what, what, how you how you live your life that's that that's very important um but they are p- and 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 it's it's uh not necessarily just linked to the circumstances you're in that's mm. very important what i'm saying <clears throat> because because many of the prophets of god or those who were beloveds of god lived a life of persecution mm-hmm. right lived a life that we cannot even imagine I was speaking. I was asking the you know a missionary from Canada. What's one example of determination? They are countless. From the life of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, just uh, when he was assigned a, to, to prophethood, he, you know he uh, he did he didn't have pair pair parents to look mm-hmm. after. His uncle was looking after him. He he comes to him and says, "Oh son, don't don't abuse their you know the don't uh, you know say wrong things about their their idols and stuff." Yeah. And and uh, you know he goes, "I've been Allah the has appointed me to do so." You know, whatever you want, they are able to give you, yeah. right? These are the Meccans at the time. The, these are the lead leaders at the time saying, look, whatever you want, we'll give it to you. Yeah. He said, if they put sun on my right and moon on my left, I, 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 I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't give up, right? From then he goes to, you know, from, from persecution starting from going to Ta'if and, you know, there's, they're throwing stones at the Prophet to, to, to the extent that his whole feet are, you know, filled with uh, blood. Yeah. So what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is it, your peace is... It depends what your what 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 your perspective is in life. Mm. 
it ha- it's it's not, ne- right. it's, it's not necessarily to do with the circumstances you're in because if it was just to do with the circumstances you're in then the prophets and all of these all of these people that have lived lived, uh, lived a life for God would be very depressed people mm. but they weren't Right. right. They were a- they were able to. This is what the Prophet explains that these people find peace and comfort in that persecution, mm. in what they're going through. So just think about that mm. for a second. So it's not necessarily to do with the circumstances that we're living in, yeah. right? But it's to do with our our perception yeah. or what we what we uh, what our purpose is, right? And and we need to identify that. So when 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 an individual's only purpose is you know that they have enough money they have a materialistic life and everything has to work perfectly mm. with with how they imagine and and they think that they are in charge yeah. right whatever their plan it needs to and when it doesn't happen you've That's seen it. you've seen examples of very affluent people committing suicide yeah right so yeah. what 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 does that tell tell us well it's, it's the purpose right like it's the purpose that's given to you and i think that islam you know explains that to you very clearly you know your purpose is to worship god and to serve god's creation so that being clear in that and having that purpose it's it's like the charity um, that you mentioned that the people who mm-hmm. uh, were given 6 months to live it's because they had that sense of purpose they knew what they needed yeah. to do mm-hmm. that helped them stay determined on their path mm-hmm. it's so easy to give up it's so easy and i think that you know whenever you feel and i, and I know people have like you know um, st- struggles with mental health i'm not denying that i'm just what i'm trying to say is that it's very easy to give up in that sense but can we say i want to ask you a question can we say mental health and anxiety and depression always existed as i was saying before mm. that it is it to do with the circumstances that we're living through because let's let's compare the circumstances that there are there are challenges there are different challenges at different times mm. we're saying here people the social media and we're saying because of increase of, of social media people are comparing their lives with others and stuff like that and you think comparing your life with someone else is 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 greater than someone that's surviving mm-hmm. that are trying to find food in order to p- put the food on the table for their children you think it's harder than you know someone who's who's, who's dodging bombs in 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 Gaza think about it yeah so, so put i think your, it's put always your, been there i think that it's just glamorized i think that it has been glamorized like you know that's I think the point i'm making there there was the uh, debate about that show that um where where the lead character committed suicide and mm-hmm. they were saying that you know kids are actually starting to do that or or attempting Ooh. suicide because of this gl- glamorization of it so mm-hmm. i do think there is that element of there that but i do also like you know yes, i think yes. it's always been Look, there and uh uh holiness the khalifa also spoke about this on, on on a lot of occasions and and majority of the answers that he gave what to do with our inner self our spirituality and he said that those that have you know complete trust in allah and they do as allah has told them to do they don't have this uh, you know this element of they would feel down there'll be there'll, there'll be times where they feel uh, you know uh, um you know sort of depressed for a small amount of time they that's natural we we you know we we always have that but 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 they don't delve upon that yeah. and the, you know that that does, doesn't you know actually uh put them down but but yeah we need to um move forward and we want to ask um you know spoke, speak about uh sort of a more optimistic uh side of things and and that is islam and 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 what it says with regards to not giving up you know we we, we find um you know from the second caliph he, he you know for him his uh speech 
uh, del- del- delivered in sixteenth uh, March nineteen nineteen. He said, "Never become hopeless. Rather, uh, you know, he he says with regards to believers that they never become hopeless. Rather, the you know, rather he should have trust in Allah. There are some people who work tirelessly but become hopeless at such a point when they are soon to see the fruit of their hard work." I think that's a very, very important one as well. Yeah. That's another aspect that we, we hadn't discussed. Have you seen one of these images where there's one guy that's, that's digging? I don't know if you've seen it on, on, on Google. And, and there's like a diamond there that, he, that he's found. And there's other guy that's digging. He can't see the diamond, but there's like three there. But he mm. just becomes depressed and leaves it, and he's very, very, very and, and he's oh. very close to it. I don't know if you've no, seen this picture. See, it's just, it's just on, it's just small. Pi- it's just on. Uh, you see on Google and stuff. These big pictures come up on social media. What it's saying is basically saying is never, never give up. People have their own paths. Don't look at you know another individual's path and think you know um, what you know that 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 is your path as well. So this is some something you know that's that's uh, that that we need to you know take into you know account as well and of course seeking help with patience and and prayer as also mentioned in chapter 2 um was was 46 it says and seek help with patience and prayer and this indeed is hard except for the humble in spirit um and so this you know uh, and you know there's, there's so much from the islamic perspective that that we can uh you know speak about you know uh, one of the times is um on, on this specific topic is holiness the second caliph also stated that some people basically say that they never see the fruit of their actions and thus forsake them I say that you should continue to proceed forward in your matters even if you do not see any result have you seen have you seen recently I know, I know we're coming to the end of the program and this should have been about for two hours this program because yeah. time flew have you ever seen um, you know, some people on, on social media now that they speak about loving the journey not the destination yes you, yeah. you come across it so many times from influencers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. They say that you've got to love the journey. You can't. You can't just be thinking about. Uh, and 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 it says m- many of the successful people, mm. they love what they do, and the journey is you know or, or, or the result whether it's or the a destination nice heart, right? is there. Yeah. It's yeah. it's ultimately going to come. So it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. What what His Holiness is, is is saying that you should continue to proceed forward in your matters, and if you do not see results, inevitably you would certainly be successful. So, you know, benefits of not giving up, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we do have on the line our next guest. Yeah, um, we have a teacher, tutor on the line, uh, Ifit Mirza, who is just going to tell us about um, mm-hmm. not giving up and, and uh, determination how, and, and work. the determination that she helps her students with. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Thank you very much for having me. Jazakallah for joining us. It's a an important topic that we're d- discussing today. Um, you're a tutor and a PhD candidate, of course. Um, what could you tell us about determination and never giving up, and, and especially in relation to your students? Yeah, I mean, I think the whole process of... Um, kind of any sort of educational system is one that um, can obviously be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously suited more to some children to others and that can be quite a difficult thing to navigate but I think it's a lot of um, being able to stay determined and come from children kind of being given the opportunity to learn more about themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's always a lot of pressure on you know never give up you know always go to the end you know see how that is and there's a lot of you know practice makes perfect Um, and they're all great you know, teaching in theory, but they're very difficult to implement. And you know, you were kind of mentioning the trials and tribulations that the prophets used to go to, mm-hmm. go through. Um, and you know, that's just one example of even how you know God's chosen them. 
you know, favourite people, mm-hmm. um, how difficult it can be for them. Yep. So, you know, let alone um, the average Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about how we need to be able to cultivate that spirit mm-hmm. of determination, not just by saying practice makes perfect, but mm-hmm. helping students know that mistakes are something we learn from, or mm. your, your peers' mistakes are something that can that, you know you can learn from, or for example, your peers' successes are something that you can learn from. You know, Islam also teaches about healthy competition is good. You know, we should vie with each other in good works, mm-hmm. and you know, that definitely applies to the sphere of school in terms of how important education is according to Islamic teachings. Um, so just in terms of like how you would cultivate that in your children, um, obviously I think quite ironic it's almost like a never give up for the adults as well in that it's yeah. not always going to be easy. You're always going to have children who do want to give up, who will say things like, I can't do this. Mm. You know, in my experience of working in a primary school, um, one thing that children are really insecure about for some reason is art. Um, especially the kids who are usually very good at, you know, like numeracy and literacy, and you know they're used to being very, you know, at the top of the class, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they feel like they can't draw, and then they just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's learning that failure as a part of um, the the process, and it doesn't make you a weaker person; it makes you a stronger person, and that's something that you really have to start from such a young age, and also in subjects which traditionally you might not think matter that much. So something like art, I mm-hmm. mean, obviously to me that matters a lot. Um, but, but I understand that generally, for mm-hmm. a lot of people it doesn't, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even in those subjects, sometimes, you know, you're not really teaching the child, you know, yeah. how to draw the perfect sphere or you know, the, the perfect Absolutely. perspective of like the landscape or whatever. But mm-hmm. really what they're actually learning there is it's okay to have a go at something that you're not good at. Mm. It's, okay, it's okay to just have a go and figure it out as you go along. And mm. that's not, I think, you know, it's better to try and learn that lesson as a young person because you don't always get that opportunity as you get older. Sometimes mm. the stakes feel a bit higher as you're older or, you know, you, you know you're a bit more self-conscious as you're older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a little baby, you know, he's taking his first steps. Obviously, if he's going to fall, he's not going to be embarrassed about it. The mm. way, I, as we get older, we kind of learn the idea of shame and embarrassment. So, mm. you know, <laughs> the younger you learn these things, the younger you are when you make these mistakes, the better. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you, uh, you know, com- so coming here and giving me. us your in- insight into this. Um, uh, we only have, you know, about 40 seconds to go. So thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. That's okay. Have a lovely day. Thank have you. Bye-bye. Just really quickly, I want to say that... Um, that was a really great point on failure. I think once you fail at something, you will become more confident and you can you know, learn from it. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, you know, with this, uh, we want to, you know, we're coming to the end of the program. We would like to thank all of the, you know, organizers, um, you know, the v- v- researchers. Uh, we want to thank Ms. Ms. Patarik as well as, uh, you know, others who were involved uh, in, in helping us uh, make this uh, program uh, successful. With that, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all.